Welcome to the Walk Podcast of the Thompson Institute, a podcast for students and faculty on your walk across campus as a resource for your spiritual journey. I'm Aaron Badenhop. And I'm Jordan Browning. And we are your hosts and fellow Buckeyes. In part three of our interview with Dr. Emily Castellucci from the Department of Geography at Ohio State, we ask her if it's possible to be a Christian that cares about the environment, and we ask her how she's experienced God's love while also experiencing some hard and painful times in life. Check out the last part of our interview with Dr. Castellucci. So I wanted to ask you if you feel like your faith, your relationship with Jesus intersects at all with your work in geography? Mm. Like, do the, do you feel like those two things exist in totally separate spheres of life or do they uh, overlap in any way? They overlap and sometimes it's in a direct way. Sometimes it's in a very indirect way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that one way that they, they overlap might, might come as a surprise to some people, but it, it it pertains to how we engage with the environment. Um, geographers are very pro-environment. You know, we we understand that humans and the environment are very intricately connected, and we influence one another, right? But I know that there's a lot of controversy and political polarization about. How do we need to be engaging with the environment? Conversations about do we believe or not believe in climate change, treating it as a matter of faith. I, I don't exactly want to talk about it in those terms because for me, what I, what I have come to believe, and it's in the intersection of my faith and, and, and geography, what I study, is that we need to be good stewards. We... Um, we are stewards of many things. We are stewards of our bodies. We are stewards of our relationships. If we are if we are in relationships, there's some stewardship that comes into that relationship. If you have a child, you're a steward of that child. Um, if whatever you may have, your physical possessions, you're stewards of them. You're a steward of your money. And we're also stewards of this world. And I believe a much more constructive conversation comes when we ask ourselves, how can we be better stewards mm-hmm. of, of the many things that I feel we're blessed to have, you know, that we need to be more grateful for, more mm-hmm. thankful for. I, mm-hmm. I think that we do a, a pretty terrible job in general in being and expressing gratitude and thankfulness over many things in general, mm-hmm. but that shouldn't exclude, you know, our environment and where we live. Mm-hmm. And, um, I believe that it's important for us to take care of our environment as Mm -hmm. we are stewards of it. Mm -hmm. And um, to that end, I feel like um, we have to consider the, the importance of small things and the importance of small changes. And I think a lot of people get really tripped up in that and don't appreciate small changes for the, the, the bigger changes they can bring later. We mm. are a world of instant gratification. Mm-hmm. You know, we like things now and big, mm-hmm. right? We want big changes right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
real change doesn't really happen that way. Mm-hmm. You know, if we want to lose weight, it's not going to be any big burst of effort at the beginning. It's going to be small changes. Like um, maybe you're going to start by reducing your soda intake, right? Or reducing your sugar intake. And you slowly build on that, but it's going to add together to have big changes. And some people are able to wrap their heads around that. Maybe they've had some success and personal change. And yet some people still struggle to make the jump to how small changes can make a big difference in the environment. There's conversations about straws, for example. (laughs) You know, like straws don't recycle easy, right? And there's conversations about plastic bags in grocery stores or um, disposable cups at Starbucks, right? Or what have you. Anything that ends up being disposable, put in the trash. Just We could just talk about that category right now. Mm-hmm. Some people say, oh, it's just one straw. You know, it's just, it's just one coffee cup. It's just one. Or my efforts to change this aren't going to make a big difference in the long run. Well, they're not if, if everybody thinks that way, you mm-hmm. know. We have to work together and believe in the power of those small changes mm-hmm. to affect our lives and affect our world. And it's worthwhile. Mm -hmm. It's worthwhile. It's just not going to look like it at first, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And so there's there's a lot to be said for that that interaction. Like we're constantly talking in those terms, like in geography, like what changes can we make? Like whenever we have like get-togethers, it's it's slowly turning into bring your own dish. You know, we're not Mm -hmm. we're trying to avoid providing like disposable plates and cups and stuff because it's that many that aren't going to go into a landfill, Mm -hmm. right? But it's because we all believe in the power of small changes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that um, Christians, non-Christians alike could really benefit from really considering that lesson that we can understand about small changes making a big difference, mm-hmm. right? Um, makes me think of a quote from Van Gogh. Great things are brought, are brought about by a series of things brought together, you know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. true of so many things in life. Hmm. So anyway, it's not very explicitly geography it's just a conver- it's just conversations we tend to have a lot and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily explicitly christian but it has a lot of implications for growth mm-hmm. which christians care about mm-hmm. so anyway yeah. well what i hear you saying is that someone can can care deeply about the environment and can uh, care about these small changes that are necessary mm-hmm. to uh, make needed changes in our uh, and how we affect our environment as as people. Yes, and it doesn't have to be a political thing. It doesn't have to be a religious thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of can we make the world a little bit of a better place? Mm-hmm. You can. Yeah. What's interesting to hear to hear though is that you seem to be saying those things coming coming with Christian convictions. Right? Yes, like you, absolutely. You talked about like how we ought to care about mm-hmm. our world and. Yeah. And stewarding yes. God's world. and Yeah, the, the concept of stewardship plays in because I believe that um, all that I've been given, you know, is a blessing from God. And that technically, in my from my perspective, it all belongs to Him. I'm just taking care of it. So that's what I mean mm-hmm. by stewardship. So, yes. Yeah. It comes out of my Christian faith. Like the deeper motivator even for me mm-hmm. is that responsibility to what belongs to someone else. Hmm. And so that's why technically my Christian conviction to take better care of myself or better care of the environment is actually a bigger motivator than even what we talk about in geography, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's interesting because I think 
there are a lot of people on our campus who care very much about the environment mm-hmm. and are, are very upset about climate change and, and ways that um, pollution is, among other issues in our environment, are really mm-hmm. uh, becoming a devastating problem. But yeah. I think a lot of people assume that to be a Christian is to be ignorant of those things uh, apathetic about those things and it's really cool to hear you as a christian say no this this really matters to oh, me and, yes it does matter to me yeah yeah and and it makes me wonder you can correct me if i'm wrong but maybe even uh having faith is a is perhaps the best foundation for for caring for the in- environment because we mm-hmm. have um uh someone transcendent outside our subjective personal values that that we are responsible to and it's not just even being responsible i mean some people get kind of intimidated at oh my gosh the big brother out there i mean it's not even that it's it's that i believe that i believe you made something good with Mm -hmm. this world i believe that um of course that it's created but created good Hmm. um if anybody's read genesis i mean at the end of every day it ends with and God said it was good. Hmm. Now, whether or not he actually created it in a day is a completely different conversation. Um, But the fact is, the idea is that he made it and he made it good. Mm -hmm. I tend to think that the problems in our world are are because of our brokenness. Mm -hmm. And uh, we should take a responsibility for the effects of our brokenness, and not just in the environment, but in every way, but to include the environment. In the Christian faith, if God has a primary character trait, it is that God is loving. And we see in the first epistle of John, it actually says very simply that God is love. How have you experienced this to be true in your own life? Hmm. This is actually one that I've had trouble with, believe it or not. Like, I have had very explicit struggles with imagining that God is good, much less loving, right? And for me, I mean, it's it's because of a lot of the difficult things that I've gone through. Like I said, I lost my dad when I was 15. It was a freak air, aircraft accident, right? Mm-hmm. Totally out of the blue. And I saw my mom grieve, and I saw the heartbreak and the loss of dreams, right? And I was, and I really struggled, even though um, I had established, you know, a few years before that I wanted to have a relationship with God through Jesus. I really struggled with that. And and I, and I continued to struggle with it for a while. Like even before then, my mom would struggle with migraines and I'd be I'd be praying, you know, at the door when, you know, she was sick and it was dark and I'm like, God, just please take it away and then mm-hmm. she'd still have it, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, I mean, the, we're, we're now talking about the question of, you know, if God is so good, why is there pain and suffering in the mm-hmm. world? And that's a really really big, Mm -hmm. really difficult question. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think the biggest way that God has shown me that he is actually loving is that I have felt reassurance from him that he's he's not going to go away and that he's going to be faithful and that he is constant, consistent, even Mm -hmm. when we're not, Mm -hmm. even when everything is changing it's always there. I know this is going to sound like a really silly analogy, but I take a lot of comfort in visiting Walmart or Kroger or what have you because it never really changes, <laughs> right? Sure. 
But like even more so, God is consistent. He, to me, is the same God now that he was when I was 12. And that he was to my parents or my great-grandparents who believed or, um, or hundreds of years ago, thousands. He's still the same one, and he will be for the next thousand years and beyond. And I find a lot of comfort in that. Hmm. And that not only is he consistent, he is consistently faithful, faithful hmm. to provide for my needs. He always has. Mm-hmm. And in every definition, physically, emotionally, mentally, there's always been that providence. And mm-hmm. There's always been that reassurance that he's there and that he cares. Hmm. And so for me, despite all the change in life, that's been the biggest way that he's shown his love for me, hmm. to me. Hmm. So, yeah. And that's interesting because... Um... It, it sounds like what you're saying is that there's something about God's bigness or transcendence, uh, something about his eternality, mm-hmm. his existing long before you were born and mm-hmm. after you, you pass away, that mm-hmm. um, allows for the possibility of his goodness to be true, even when circumstantially and temporarily you go through very painful yeah. suffering and 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 hard times mm-hmm. that the the painful times that you've gone through haven't had to define your understanding of God's character. Yeah, and I just remembered something else I wanted to say about that actually. Um I I remember going through like I said a really difficult time when I was in grad school and oh my goodness how many times i prayed that god would just take away what it is i was struggling with and had been struggling with for many years and and he 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 didn't and i just kept struggling with it and struggling with it and it was very painful but i kept leaning on him and he kept providing for me hmm. i kept leaning on him and he kept providing for me and then i reached this point where i realized i was like you know what I think the bigger mercy was that he didn't take it away. Hmm. The bigger mercy was actually letting me continue to struggle with it because learning what I did about him was so much better than having just it just taken away and not Hmm. learning what I did Hmm. about him and about his nature. Hmm. So that was a big turning point in terms of how I frame going through difficult times Hmm. that sometimes going through it can be the bigger mercy. And like Hmm. that is a really really hard thing to swallow Mm -hmm. that is really really difficult because people are going through such terrible terrible things Mm -hmm. things that should never have happened ever Mm -hmm. you know and i pray for justice for those people in those situations Mm -hmm. but even so there is an opportunity to get to know god in an intimate way, in a life-changing way, even in those kinds of circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so for anybody who is going through, you know, those really difficult times, yeah, I pray for justice. Mm-hmm. And I and I do pray that you find freedom from those, those circumstances. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I pray for an opportunity for you to grow in, in knowing God. Mm-hmm. You know, and understanding his nature and that it is is one of goodness mm-hmm. and is one of of love and that his heart does break for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, God can cry. Mm-hmm. He can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that's that's really cool. I I, I think um, there are probably lots of students that need to need to hear that because I think um, when you when you expect for God to be good that your life ought to turn out a certain way, and then when dreams are shattered and painful life comes, it's really easy to turn away from God and to think that God mm-hmm. uh, isn't good or that God at, at least doesn't care. Maybe he just doesn't care. Mm. But to hear you say like, no, God can, God does care about justice and injustice grieves him. Yes. But also he is so good that he can use injustice for redeeming purposes, for good yeah. purposes that we could never plan for or strategize for or sort of see in the painful moments, but we can mm-hmm. look back and see Wow, he really used that for good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that can inspire a lot of hope. You know, I that maybe, would love that. Yeah. That's really cool to I would love cool to, to see hear. more people having hope. Hmm. Well, to close, what might you say to the person that is curious about believing in Jesus, but they might be turned off to Christianity because of what they see in the media about Christians, or maybe even they've had actual experiences with Christians that have turned them off to, to God. Um, what might you say to the person who is like open, but also skeptical because of Christians? <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. first say that first off. I have, I have had inter- interactions with Christians that would, that, that still make me highly skeptical of what in the world's going on in their mind and in their life. Um, but what I, but to, to be on a more serious note, what I would say is um, you got to separate these two things. You have to separate Jesus from Christians. They are mm-hmm. not synonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, every person has to answer a question that Jesus posed, which was, who do you say I am? Right? You have to engage with Jesus as separate from all of the different conflicting messages that you hear from churches and things that people say, preachers that spout really unsettling things on Mm -hmm. corners of sidewalks, right? Mm -hmm. You need to look to what does Jesus say about himself, right? Not what do Christians say about Jesus, right? Jesus said a lot about himself. And mm-hmm. wouldn't we all like to be able to speak for ourselves, right? Instead of, mm-hmm. you know, people making judgments based on what everybody else says about us, right? Mm-hmm. You have to engage with what Jesus says about himself and answer the question of who do you say he is mm-hmm. to you, right? Um, on a very personal level. Um, but at the same time, you still have to engage with Christians, mm-hmm. right? You still have to engage with them. But um if it's not already known, I want to make it known that Christians do – what's the word? We do try to hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. We're not perfect, mm-hmm. you know. Um, nobody is. We get things wrong, mm-hmm. you know. But um, we are called to, you know, to, to teach one another or admonish one another. Mm-hmm. Call each other out when we're saying ridiculous stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But also to encourage and uplift each other. And so we are we are broken mirrors 
That's mm-hmm. a great way of putting it. We are broken mirrors trying to reflect Christ. And if you look to us to try to figure out Christ, you're going to see a very broken picture, mm-hmm. very messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, Christianity is about Christ. Mm-hmm. Not about Christians. Mm-hmm. And so look to him. Try to separate from believers. We're all disagreeing with each other anyway as we try to figure out life mm-hmm. in light of um, how we're feeling led. And there mm-hmm. are so many divisions, too, even politically. People on the far right, far left, and we're all claiming to be believers. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. Look to Jesus instead. Because, mm-hmm. again, we're just broken mirrors. That's great. Well, uh, thank you so much, Dr. Castellucci, for your time and for your willingness to participate in this interview. And thanks so much for your insights. It's really helpful. Well, thank you and, again so much for having me. Yeah, really our, our appreciate pleasure. appreciate being here. What I enjoyed from this portion of the interview was when Dr. Castellucci was talking about uh, the value that she has on trying to care for the environment, even doing some of the small things it takes to to care for the environment. And um, I found it interesting that she was able to explain a bit about why her faith influences her to care about the environment, that it's, that it's significant to think about this world and our universe being created with a purpose and that uh, we're not here by random accident that maybe that way of looking at the world actually gives a better foundation for caring for for the for the world and for the environment um so i guess that's that's what stuck out to me the most from this portion of our interview yeah for sure i I agree and even with that too it made me think as i was listening to her that um if the world is created um, with a purpose, then it is not ours to determine what to do with it or to to exploit, if you will, but rather um, to uh, yeah get in step with that purpose as it was created for. Um, I also appreciated just listening to her talk about her the struggles that she's had and the doubts about the goodness of God. Um, I often find, I mean, yeah, that's not something people especially Christians, regularly admit freely. And I found that refreshing. And even how she finds perspective in God's constancy, being the same God as he's been earlier in her life, as well as years in the past. Um, Yeah, just reminded that faith, again, I feel like this has been a theme of our podcast, um, but that faith isn't necessarily opposed to having doubts. Uh, but rather can be a space that, uh, that that is making room for those doubts to be explored um, and, and wrestled with. Well, thanks so much for listening to our interview with Dr. Kasaluji. If you haven't yet, please take a moment and subscribe to The Walk Podcast so that you can automatically stay in the loop about when our next interview with a scholar in the campus community will be released. Thanks so much for listening to The Walk of the Thompson Institute. The personal views presented by the scholars and professors on our podcast do not represent the views of their employer. For upcoming events and for more information, visit thethompsoninstitute.org, a program of CREW at Ohio State.